Welcome, welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1, featuring Bay Area Sports Insight. Now, here's your host, Jimmy B. Sports fans, good morning and welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. I'm your host, Jim Barron. Today is Saturday, June the 18th. Hope everyone's having a good Father's Day weekend so far. Lots to talk about. We have the Lightning trying to tie up the series later on tonight. We have the NBA champion Golden State Warriors taking the crown. We also had the U.S. Open. Lots to get to with all those things. JimmyBSports.com. If you want to shoot me an email, we'll be right back to get the show started on Power 90.1. Formaggio's Pizzeria, your favorite neighborhood pizzeria, serving up the best hand-tossed New York-style pizza and absolutely unbeaten Philly cheesesteak outside of New York or Philly. Let Formaggio's take care of dinner tonight with convenient online ordering at Formaggio's.com or call their friendly staff at 813-689-1744. That's 813-689-1744. Formaggio's is family owned and operated. Located at 4356 Lithia Pinecrest Road. Tell them Power 90.1 sent you and get 10% off your carryout order. Check out the full menu at formagios.com. F-O-R-M-A-G-G-I-O-S.com. Formagios Pizzeria. It's what's cooking for dinner. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Of course, the big story is the Lightning attempting to tie up this series tonight in Colorado after losing the first game 4-3 to three in overtime. Would love to hear your thoughts on Game 1 at 877-448-7901 or JimmyBSports.com. Uh, do you think that the Lightning came out and played the way you expected them to after finishing off the Rangers and with the Avalanche having um, eight days off or so, eight or nine days off? Um, my thoughts on the game, number one, I was very thankful that Point was able to play because I really think that we need Braden Point in this series to be able to um, beat Colorado in a seven-game series. I think that we've done a tremendous job up to this point without his services the last two series, and I think that uh, it's good to see him back. He did look um, like he was fairly healthy. Uh, you can't expect him to come back and you know be himself first time out there after not playing for a while so he needs to get his legs under him and I think we'll see more minutes according to what Cooper was saying in the second game tonight I think that when he was out there he did look good to me I know uh, he had an assist I believe as well so as his minutes increase we're going to have to keep the pressure on Colorado keep on taking those shots Avalanche want to you know push the puck and really keep the pressure on us and I think that the goals that uh, Colorado scored you can't really blame Vasilevsky for all the goals uh, maybe one or two of them but uh, definitely not all four of them our defense of course it takes a while what we do I, I believe we lost uh, 14 out of 24 game ones in uh, the NHL finals since Cooper's been here. So I think that um, it, it takes a while for us to be able to figure out what the other team's doing. That's all part of our DNA. We go out there and uh, we may not win the first game. Of course, we did sweep Florida, which was nice. But uh, the other series, we don't win the first one. And then we go out there and um, watch the film, see what they did, uh, go back to the drawing board, make the adjustments, 
relay that to the team. The team comes on board, and all of a sudden, you see a different team out there, whether it's the second or whether it's the third game. Don't forget, we were down two games to zero against the Rangers before we were able to uh, come home here and, and take two games. And, you know, if that's what it takes for us to do it again, I'm sure we can. There is no fear in this locker room. So whether we win tonight and tie it up at one-to-one, whether we lose and come back zero-two down, it doesn't matter. This team is resilient and we're going to see adjustments made, like I said, and go out there and, and play. In the first game, uh, Avalanche got out to a, a quick start in that first period. You now you had Landis Cog scoring and then Nakushin right after that within a minute, I believe, before Nicholas Paul scored for us to make it 2-1. to one. And then before, on the power play, uh, at the end of the first period, uh, Lacanen scored for them, and they made it 3-1 to one going into the second period. So um, right off the bat, it, the rust didn't show for Colorado in the first game, which I thought it may have after having so much time off, but they did come out. And um, no, they played their game. I don't think they played their best game either. I mean, you watch that team. They like to push the action. They like to get up and down the ice and, and keep pressure on, on the opposing team. So it's going to be a grueling series. And I do think it's going to go six or seven games. And um, I, I liked what I saw out of the Lightning on Wednesday night. I, uh, we came out there and, like I said, we were down 3-1 to one after the first period. Came out in the second period. Halfway through it, Palat scored. Um, there's a nice assist from Kucherov on that. And then uh, right after that, Sergachev scored. So he tied it up. Hegel had the assist on that one. That made it three to three after two periods. So we came out there. We, you know, got hit in the mouth. We came back. We, you know, punched back, tied it up in the second. There were no goals scored in the third. Great playoff hockey if you liked, you know, watching. I think we have to just shorten our shifts a little bit uh, with the altitude up there. Maybe get uh, a little bit of an adjustment with that and you know, shuffle in some more people on the defensive side of things. But uh, for the most part, I think that um, we played uh, a, a decent game. So 3-3 after three periods you go into the intermission and you now all of a sudden we come out minute 23 into the overtime period uh Breskovsky scored for them on a follow-up goal and you know that's all she wrote game's over all right we'll see you uh tonight that's that's the way it is in this uh in this hockey business so you, you can't let the wins get you too excited nor the losses get you too down and that's one of the things about this team we do have the blueprint to be able to bounce back no matter the situation and quite honestly I, I like it better when we're down because we seem to get more focused and play so many times during the season we may be up in a game whatever we get a little bit lackadaisical some sloppy passes maybe some turnovers where we shouldn't have them in our own zone so I'm fine being down two to one I'd love to hear your thoughts 877-448-7901 do you think that uh, Vasilevsky had a good game I think you know he had a decent game wasn't one of his best performances um, in the playoffs we are 18 and one after a loss so another reason that I'm pretty positive about coming back here after the game on Wednesday I uh, would love to hear what your thoughts are 
jimmybsports.com. Let me know if you think that we need to win game two. A lot of people I talk to say that we can't go down to zip to this team. Uh, they're not the Rangers. They're... Uh, you know, a little more well-rounded and we can't get down to them two games. I'm not sure I believe that, but um, I do think that whatever the series is at, uh, you're going to see game-to-game adjustments as well as in-game adjustments. Um, you know, I think Cooper does a good job of uh, shuffling the people in and out and putting the lines together uh, as performances dictate during that specific game. So again, we'll be right back to keep the show going. You are in the gymnasium on... Power 90.1. The Property Shop, your one-stop shop for all of your real estate needs. Looking for homes for sale or rent in the Tampa market? Text HOMES to 71441. That's HOMES to 71441. The Property Shop is a full-service realty and management company with a team of partners to give you that extra peace of mind. The Property Shop is truly your one-stop shop, providing stellar service in all areas of realty. And right now, new home buyers will receive a one-year home protection warranty for that extra peace of mind on your next big purchase. More info online at thepropertyshopusa.com or 813-655-5000. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. We're going to switch gears a little bit and talk about the Rays, both on and off the field. First, on the field, uh, they get swept by the Bronx Bombers, the Yankees, uh, Unfortunately, took three games from us. We should have won at least one of them, possibly two. Uh, let me tell you something. The last five out of seven games we've lost to the Yankees. You know what they're hitting against us? 180. 0.180 is what their batting average is against us. And we're still losing five out of seven games. Just get swept by them. You know why? Because we can't hit. We're not scoring runs. They're batting 180. No, we're batting 170. Uh, Plus, when you're watching this team play anymore, um, one of our strengths, of course, was our uh, relief pitching and defense. Talking about the defense, I'm seeing people making errors out there. Um, You know, I I saw Kiermaier drop a ball. I saw Phillips drop a ball. Margot. And all the times that were very important in the game because the other team scored runs because of the unearned runs that we're giving up. We're second in in baseball in unearned runs given up. And, And I think we have 40. Um, only behind the White Sox, I believe. So that's something that's so uncharacteristic of us. And it's catching up. We can't cover up those errors when we don't have the bats out there. We don't have Meadows hitting 30-plus home runs, 108 RBIs, whatever it might be. Zanino's out. Um, He's going to need surgery from what I understand. Um, Not quite sure where we have a leadoff batter that's batting 140 leading off, Boudin. I don't understand what uh, Cash is doing with this lineup. I said it last week, and I'm going to say it again. I think we need to find a lineup and stick with it and start to get some type of continuity in there. I know the Rays' way is to juggle the lineup every day and to have everybody ready to go. And, um, you know, we don't have 
Wander Franco in there right now. We don't have Lau. We're missing some bats. We're not getting a lot of production. So we need to be able to get some type of you know continuity going. Our starting pitchers have pitched very well. Unfortunately, you know, when you're giving up two to three hits and you're down a run in the sixth inning, by not being able to produce runs on our offensive end, we're putting our relief pitchers in precarious situations and it's costing us the games. Now, there are two outs the other night and you know they, they, they pull the pitcher to put in the next guy who gives up a, a home run because of analytics. I, I get it with LeMahieu with the split bat. I get all that stuff, but I'm telling you, the analytics is catching up with this team, and it's not going to be in a good way. There are situations where you have to just use your common sense, use your gut instincts. Cash has good gut instincts of what should be done in certain situations. He's a good manager. However, relying on a spreadsheet and analytics to guide you through a game, I think is the downfall of the Rays right now. That coupled with the injuries. You can't blame our pitchers, our starting pitchers. They're uh, going out there and they're throwing well, but we're not putting up the runs on the board. That coupled with some uh, poor defense, which is so uncharacteristic of us, is putting, like I said, our relievers in very bad positions. And because of all those factors, we're ended up losing games. Right now, we're 12 games back behind the Yankees and 10 games um, the 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 um, Toronto is ten games back. They're two games ahead of us in the standings right now. So um, yeah, we're about a third of the way through the season, I, I believe. At this point, um, it'll be different. A Rosarina, from what I understand, is going uh, starting his rehab uh, appearance down in some AAA ball. So hopefully he gets back. Uh, this is, I, I'm not pushing the panic button per se right now. But I am saying is that there has to be more thought given to putting players in certain situations to be able to produce a run. For so many years, we've been able to win 100 games uh, because of the philosophy. Well, you go in there and pitch to this person at this point, be ready to go and um, that has worked for us in the past, but you have to have a lot of things go your way. And quite honestly, right now, the only thing that's um, going our way is giving up runs when we shouldn't be. And some starting pitching is looking good. So we need to get the bats shaken up, go out there and you know, maybe this weekend against Baltimore will be a good chance to really you know, get back to what we know how to do. And that's go out there and win. Uh, it's contagious whether you're dropping balls in the outfield or you know not getting on base all that is contagious it's also contagious the other way so let's go out there and, and shake things up this weekend and um, you know get back on the right track jimmybsports.com if you want to shoot me an email let me know your thoughts um, you know be before the season started I said the Rays would probably win 90 games I didn't think they're going to hit 100 um, you know and it may even be a little bit less than that at this point from what I can see uh, I just don't see that urgency factor out there and um, you know I know it's a long season there's going to be ups and downs momentum changes I'm aware of that but uh, from what I see right now I'm seeing some things that I haven't seen in previous years and it's a little bit concerning 
Can we get it turned around? Absolutely. Like I said, Cash is a, you don't get to be manager of the year a couple times by not being a good manager. He is, but I really think that he needs to, you know, put the clipboards down, just watch the game and go with his gut. Let me know what you think. We'll be right back to keep the show going on Power 90.1. You are cheap. No, I'm not. You are cheap. No, I'm not. You are cheap. No, I'm not. You are cheap. Well, maybe I am. If you're buying a diamond ring for your wife, it's not cool to be cheap. If you're buying airline tickets, oh, it's very cool to be cheap and called Trip Amigo, where you can fly anywhere in the world and save up to 75% on over 500 airlines and 300,000 hotels, plus rental cars and vacation packages. Visit family, friends, or go on a once-in-a-lifetime vacation. Go ahead, be cheap. We have special fares we're not allowed to publish. When you book your airline reservations with Trip Amigo, you'll spend your travel money when you get there, not by getting there. Call Trip Amigo now and mention the travel code AMIGO and save even more. Call Trip Amigo now. 800-908-1833. 800-908-1833. That's 800-908-1833. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Staying with the Rays for a minute. We talked about the on-field struggles, but this past week there's also been some news. Rob Manfred, the commissioner, is really starting to put the pressure on the Rays uh, to be able to finalize a stadium, get the proposal done. He's saying that uh, it's the officials that are dragging their feet pretty much in the statement and I have to beg to differ with that. I think that what's going on right now is that you have the Rays ownership, Stu Sternberg, and he's not in any hurry to do anything. As you know, the lease is done at 2027 over there in St. Pete, and the debate keeps on going back and forth. The negotiations, whether to have the stadium you know, being built over there in St. Pete or what I think is a better situation over here on this side of the bridge in Hillsborough County in uh, downtown Tampa in Ybor City. So, uh, but it's getting to the point right now. I know the mayor of uh, St. Pete said they should uh, have some type of decision by the end of this month, this month being June, obviously. Uh, over here on this side, uh, Mayor Castor is uh, kind of looking to see what the Rays are going to offer. Don't forget, four years ago, we offered them, you know, half a million dollars to build a stadium and the Rays turned it down. So I don't see it being the officials' fault over here for not getting it done. Now, uh, time is running out, although they have until 2027 with their lease there. It takes obviously time to build a stadium, as Manfred pointed out. And, um, you know, we need to really figure out what we're going to do. Attendance right now, 13,000 roughly for home games this season. Uh, Oakland's in a similar predicament as we are with uh, with their stadium over there. They're getting about 8,000 fans each night. So uh, both of those numbers are uh, putrid in my opinion. And, uh, do you think, the question is, do you think that having a stadium over here where it's being proposed in the Ybor City area would draw more fans to the stadium to come watch the Rays play? Or do you think that it 
it won't matter. Fans just aren't going to go to baseball games down here in Tampa. I hear that from people as well. It's just not a, uh, a baseball area. And I, I beg to differ with that. I think it's a fantastic baseball area. And if you look over the years and currently, all the players from this area in, in the majors, it would really um, open up your eyes. So it is a good baseball area, but um, where the stadium is located and the way the stadium is built, in my opinion, really takes away from the fan experience. So they need a new stadium. And I'll tell you what, if they continue to drag their feet, when I say they, I mean the Rays organization um, and the powers that be putting all this together, if they continue to drag their feet, Sternberg will move the team. He's loyal to himself. I mean, they're not talking about the multiple lawsuits from his partners uh, going on against him. Uh, there's a lot of issues going on. And, you know, Sternberg got about half a billion dollars in revenue for TV rights, among other things, from the league. So, He's in no hurry. And I, I, I hear from what I'm watching, the negotiations and talks going back and forth. It really seems to me as though Sternberg is playing both ends to the middle with both the people over there in St. Pete and the people here in Tampa. And it wouldn't surprise me if his intentions are, you know, let me see what I can get the, be the best situation for myself and then... You know, if this doesn't work, just take the team someplace else. Maybe somebody else will give me more. He has no loyalty to Tampa. Uh, it's, it's really a shame because the team has, you know, done magnificently over the years. One of the lowest payrolls in all of baseball, as you're aware of, of course. And we still go out there and win 100 games and, you know, get to the, you know, through the playoffs and, you know, get to the uh, divisional playoffs and uh, almost to... Um, winning a World Series two years ago. Saying all of that, um, I do think that uh, the people in this area, when I'm talking about the people, the media, um, the, the people that write in the Times, the people on the radio stations, we really need to get into a mode of pushing the Rays right now to make a decision. I think the time has gone to be passive, we need to take some aggressive action and really hold Sternberg's feet to the fire and say, listen, make a decision one way or the other. So if not, it's going to be made for him by Major League Baseball because they're not going to let um, the stadium be built in St. Pete. They've already pretty much said that. So it's just a matter. They're going through these, you know, talks and whatnot. I understand all the politics of it, why you have to cover all your bases, dot the I's and cross their T's, but I do think that um, they know, when I say they, the Rays organization uh, in Major League Baseball knows that the only way the Rays are going to stay in this area is to have a stadium built on that proposed location in Ybor City. So let's cut to the chase, get down to hard tax and figure out the numbers and get it done. And I think it needs to be done uh, in the next couple weeks here. So we'd love to hear your thoughts on that as well. Um, the question that I started the segment with is, do you think that having that new stadium down here will bring more fans? I know I will go to more games. Uh, the drive to St. Pete from um, this neck of the woods over here in the Brandon area, uh, it, it's it's doable, but it, it, I would prefer to go to a stadium 
down here in Ebor. I'd go to many more games during the season than I go right now. And from what I'm hearing, the people I'm talking to, they're saying the same thing. So, again, JimmyBSports.com. Let me know what you think. And we'll be right back to talk some more sports in the gymnasium on Power 90.1. Are you in bad pain? You know what I mean. Your knees hurt. Your shoulder hurts. Your elbow and back are constantly killing you. And I'm sure you've tried every pain pill or cream available at the drugstore. Am I right? Well, here's something you haven't tried. Pain Magic. Pain Magic is not available at any drugstore. The only place you can get it is by calling the special toll-free number I'm about to give you. And to make things even better, call right now and find out about our buy one, get one free offer. We're so confident it'll work for you that we offer a free bottle with your purchase. No prescription required. Call now to learn how you can get pain magic and get rid of your pain. Remember, your results may vary. 800-223-7902. 800-223-7902. That's 800-223-7902. Now, Now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Of course, this weekend is the U.S. Open being held up in Brookline, Massachusetts. Lots of talk in the last several weeks, of course, with the LIV Golf Tour uh, versus the PGA. Which players are going over there to play? Which players are staying here? Who's sticking up for the PGA? Who's out there trying to just make as much money as possible? Uh, again, it always comes down to the dollars and cents, in my opinion. And that's what you have people like uh, Dustin Johnson going over there and playing and Phil Mickelson over there and playing. Uh, then a lot of people uh, don't want to go. John Rahm wants to stay here. McElroy wants to stay in the PGA. Uh, so it, it, it's split. More people are staying at this point than leaving. The LIV had their first tournament last weekend. Um the winner received $4.7 million, I believe it was. Uh, Charles Schwartzel for the individual as well as the payouts to the teams. They have 12 teams broken down. The four players on a team, the top three uh, winning teams get a payout as well. So uh, there's different ways to make more money, I suppose, over there. McElroy had a good statement saying, you know what, when you get to sign your name or put your name on a trophy or a plaque along with other greats of the past, that's what it's about to me, not about the money. And yeah, you can say that when you have the money that McElroy has, but for some people, I'm sure that's um, a way of looking at it. And definitely he's one of them. This week on the course, right now, Colin Nomorikawa was in the clubhouse with a uh, minus five uh, to lead the way along with Johnny Dahman. Um, both of those guys, minus five going into the weekend here. McElroy, who we mentioned, is at minus four. John Rom at minus four. Scotty Scheffler is at minus three. Zalatoris uh, is even. Dustin Johnson is plus one. Uh, Patrick Reed is plus one. Uh, a couple people that did not make the cut would be uh, Phil Mickelson. He's at um, plus 11. So 
you know, I, I didn't think he would do that well at the U.S. Open. As you know, the Open is one of the toughest ones to win. The way that the uh, rough is, once you get off the fairway, it's almost always um, maybe a par, most likely a bogey. So you don't see a lot of really low scores. I know that... Um, I know that um, Rom had a good day yesterday. I believe he shot a minus three to put him in, in the mix here. So it's going to be a great weekend. If you look at those top names that I just mentioned, um, I haven't seen any drama yet. Uh, I did think that you might hear something, whether it be a reporter asking a question that doesn't sit right with someone. Um, you may have some fans heckling someone like uh, Brooks Kepka. He's out there right now. Um, he's in the mix. I, I think he's plus two or something like that. Um, we'll see how he plays out the rest of the week here. But I, I think that you never know what's going to happen, the situation that's going on right now with uh, the people being divided. Seems to be a lot of division and a lot of things going on, right? It's unfortunate throughout the whole uh, country, the way things are being divided. Uh, nonetheless, I think I'd like to hear who you think is going to win the Open this week. Who's your uh, who's your player that you cheering for? Maybe they're not going to win, but um, who do you think you would like to see win, and who do you think is going to win? Go to JimmyBSports.com. Let me know what you think. I think it's going to come down to Rom, who has won it last year, and uh, uh, Morikawa. Morikawa hits a lot of fairways, and he throws darts at the green. And when you have those two things working for you, it covers up a lot of mistakes. You don't want to get too far off the uh, the fairway on this course, like I mentioned. So I think that um, both Rom and Morikawa know how to win. I think you'll see them there at, at the end. A couple other topics I want to touch on. You know, John Tortorella, former... Uh, coach of the Lightning accepted the job with the Philadelphia Flyers, a, a four-year contract out there. I think he'll do good. I think he's a uh, coach who does a, a good job for a couple years before his story gets a little bit old in the locker room. So I think that uh, he's going to turn that team around and do some good things up there. I know uh, a lot of people down here really uh, liked him and would like to hear your thoughts on that as well. The NBA is officially over. Uh, as of uh, Thursday, the Golden State Warriors are the 2022 NBA champions. They beat the Boston Celtics uh, in a seven-game series. They won that four games to two. Watching that game, um, I was disappointed in a couple things. I was disappointed in uh, the the... The way the game was played, it looked like it was a, a mid-December game as far as any type of intensity. A lot of shots were being missed. And I was very surprised at the lack of, um, I guess, intensity, maybe a good word, of, on the Celtics part. Coming from a... You know, coming from the Celtics up there, it was very unusual to see them down by 20, 21 in the first half of that game. They did cut the lead to nine. Um, you know, you had a couple of the stars on that team. Tatum, I don't know what happened to him in this series, but uh, everyone was talking about him being a 
top five player in the NBA and this was his time to shine and take that next step forward but he actually took a step backward in um in my opinion you know Jalen Brown was the other way he stepped up his game and um you have people like Al Horford out there hitting threes probably his last chance to win a championship he gave it all that he had out there but um, when the chips are down, the great players find a way to go out there and get it done. And the Celtics, um, you know, maybe they don't have any great players at this point. I'm not sure. I did think that Tatum, um, you could say you have a bad game. You could say, you know, maybe two bad games. But when you have a seven-game series and you lose the last three, two of them on your home court, and you don't really um, play the way that you're capable of then I think that there's something something missing right now with, with that team. Maybe they just got tired. Uh, they obviously had a great uh, run through the East, and maybe they just ran out of gas. But uh, you have Marcus Smart. When they're playing well, they get some balanced scoring, but um, the leaders are supposed to lead on that team. So Golden State is the champion. Uh, congratulations to them. You have Steph Curry. Watching him shoot is really something amazing to see. Uh, probably the best shooter that we've seen um, possibly ever. Uh, when he gets out there, his range and accuracy uh, is amazing to watch. And I think that between him, Clay Thompson, you had Draymond Green, I think, played his best game of the playoffs Thursday night. Um, and they just went out there and and you had some good people off the bench coming out to help and they deserve to win the series. So again, congratulations to Steve Kerr as their coach and and to the Warriors. Along those lines, what you know, a lot of people are talking about Curry. As you know, the one thing that was uh, potentially missing from his resume was an MVP finals. Um, which he was. He was the MVP of the series. He got the trophy last night. Um, so that kind of adds one more thing to his trophy case. But with getting that honor, he kind of goes into another conversation. Do you think that he is one of the top 10 best players of all time? And, you know, you can talk about a lot of different players that have played and the championships that they've won, the MVPs, the season MVPs, the finals MVPs, all of that. And um, what I want to do is throw that out there to you guys. Send me a list of your top 10, um, top 10 players of all time in the NBA as of right now, as of this season being over. So if you want to count Curry in there, um, you know, obviously it's, it's up to you, whoever you want to put in there. But um, you know, you look at some names, I'm just going to throw some out there. You know, you have people like, you know, Michael Jordan, you have Russell, you have Chamberlain, you have Bird, Magic, Kobe, Shaq, all those guys. Uh, it's really, uh, you're going to leave some people out and doing a top 10. I have my list and I'll share that with you next week on the show. I think that if you want to go by titles, championships, if you want to go by scoring titles, if you want to go um, by MVPs, there's a lot of things to add into the equation. I will say that there were only three players to average, three guards to average over 30 points a game in the series. 
it was uh, Jordan West and now Curry was added to that list just obviously after the series. So uh, give it a little bit of thought. I think you'll enjoy uh, at least reliving some of the uh, championships and moments of these players of the past. We'd love to hear what you think. As always, guys, that's all the time we have. Hopefully we can share the lightning on to a victory tonight, tie the series up, come back next week and take care of business here in uh, Tampa. Again, if you're out this weekend, be careful driving. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. As always, stay safe, stay vigilant, and above all, stay positive. We'll talk to you next week in the gymnasium on the Jimmy B Sports Show. Take care.